What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 14 of Hit the Books, the podcast all about sports gambling and the best bets you should be taking and everything surrounding sports. Lots to look forward to here this week as we enter Week 13 of the NFL season. 13 games this week for Week 13. Tons of other sports to look forward to. Some news in the NHL, Corey Perry and the Blackhawks in shambles. Uh, some moms involved. Lots to look forward to here. I'm ready for this week. Let's jump in and introduce my co-host just this week, Huff and Ace and myself. Let's start off with you, Ace. Ace, what do you got for us here this week, week 13 of the NFL season? Yeah, happy to have the fellow Yinzers back with me. Um, missed you guys last week, but uh, Mackie and I held it down. Now he's going to watch those Rangers, maybe catch a win tonight against the Red Wings. I don't know. Huff and I are undecided on that one, but maybe they'll keep the good times rolling. Shout out Patrick Keene coming back, dog. Um, other than that, no, uh, Bruins in a little slump right now, so that's kind of annoying, but NFL is heating up and my Patriots are doing well to get a good pick, so I get to enjoy <laughs> football as a free fan, which is awesome, and another plus week on the card, so you can't really complain. Good Thanksgiving, too. Hope you guys have one as well. So, ready to get rolling on these sports once again. Awesome, awesome. Good stuff, Ace. Nice to see you here for another week. I know it's been a up and down, up and down, up and down with who's been here, who hasn't been here, but Huff, let's shoot it over to you here next. What do you got for us, Huff? Another week here on the pod. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, like I said, or like Gay said, wasn't here last week, so it took a little hiatus. Uh, had some family stuff for the holidays, so nice to be back. But Is that your first ever um, missed episode? Yeah, I think full missed episode. That was it. That fucking killed me. I'm dude, your Iron Man streaks over. I know, dude. It was crazy. I was the. I literally was telling Jesse, I was like, "Is it gonna mess them up a lot?" Because like I knew he wasn't gonna be here, and one of you were running it, so I was like, "Is it gonna fuck things up if I just try to join in from my phone?" And he was like. Would you say you were like, I don't know. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to have family here. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do it. So I just yeah. think I didn't even end up trying. But I was going to do it just so I could at least get the... Because the one... I did miss another one, but I called in like same thing for like 10 minutes. It was called in. I forgot about it. And that. we only yeah, violated but... the uh, Pittsburgh teams briefly. So don't worry about it. Yeah. I believe me. I listened to it. So... Um, but yeah, good week in the NFL. Obviously, Hawkinson closed it off for me for a crazy week. I wasn't having too good of a week before that. So um, absolutely great way to end the week on Monday Night Football. Absolutely wrote the script for that game. But um, yeah, I'm excited for this week. A lot, a lot of good football this week, college and pro. So a uh, good week of football. Sports are definitely heating up. You said it, Huff. Sports are definitely heating up here. Week 13 of the NFL. Why don't we start off in the NFL with our power rankings here? Before we jump into this slate for this week here. Our power rankings are as followed here. Coming in at number five, the Kansas City Chiefs, followed by four, the Dallas Cowboys, three, the San Francisco 49ers, two, the Baltimore Ravens, and one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Solid list here coming into week 13. Ace, why don't you get us moving here? Yeah, I mean, ranking. some elite teams up there in that top five. A lot of guys that have been sticking around throughout the whole year. You know, you got the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Niners, uh, three teams that we expected to be there and always are. Um, the Ravens just really holding their own, been high on them all year, hoping that my midseason prediction can ring true of them having the AFC's best regular season record. But uh, without Mark Andrews, it might be a taller task than we thought. Um, those Steelers, dude, I wonder how far out of the power rankings are they? I know they're like they're not high in power rankings in terms of skill, but in terms of winning football games, I don't know. You put them inside that top ten. I saw I saw people starting to put them at like 10, 11, and I just kind of laughed. I'm like, it took literally one 400-yard game for them to somewhat respect this offense. I mean, I, I kind of said it. I was like, fuck it. Just like air the ball. I'll try things that like he wasn't going to do. But I mean, we'll get into that. Obviously, Canada's gone. I think the Steelers are uh, not definitely not a right there, like a or like 
for sure a top 10 team. I, I like I'm taking teams like the Jags, the Dolphins, the Lions. Like there's three right there, and that would put the Steelers automatically at nine or ten. Um, and then give me like I don't know who like the, I feel the like Lions you can name are still team. there. You got the Lions, the Jags. I said the um, Lions. Maybe the Bills. Would you still put the Bills above them because of the quarterback? Probably. The Bills are a good team. The Jags. Yeah. Yeah. So Im- immediately right there, just Bills, Jags, Lions, Dolphins. The Steelers would would be ten at best. So I'd say they're like, I don't know, they're floating. Well. They could be interesting. If yeah. The Cardinals and the Patriots. I hate to overlook teams, but like, I I'm, Kyler Murray's coming We're to town this to week. Lose, yeah. Exactly. You guys are trying to lose, so like we need to win this week, and then I think us against you in the prime time we should be okay. Kyler Murray's been pesky. I love watching him, but they like to lose games too. So I think yeah. you guys should be fine. It'll be a nice. One score game, eke it out, but and then you get the win. This top, this top five. Do you think out of this top five, obviously we have three NFC teams in the one, three, and four spot, and then the two AFC, the Ravens and the Chiefs. Do you think that's the one of those? Obviously, one of those AFC te- or NFC teams can't get it, but do you think that could be the NFC Championship? Two of those three teams, and then do you think that could be the AFC for the Ravens and the Chiefs? Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it like that. That's a that's a very good point. I think it definitely could be. We're primed for a Niners Eagles matchup. I hope the Niners win this one, so it's one one, and then we get to see like the round three in the NFC Championship. That'd be nuts. Chiefs Ravens, you know the Chiefs will be there. Ravens got to just keep chugging along, keep chugging along, finding ways to win. Have a lot of guys, a lot of depth. I was gonna ask you, who do you think could fall out of that top five? Any? Do you think the loser of San Fran and Philly loses much in terms of the power ranking, or does it depend on the game truly? I was going to say, I think it depends on the game because if the Eagles win, that game's in Philly. Like the narrative still stands tall that Jalen Hurts doesn't lose in Philadelphia, that kind of shit. Like he is unreal. What are they, 10 and 1 now? Like, and they're an underdog this Sunday. It yeah, is crazy. crazy. That line yeah. makes no sense. But I mean, they think the Niners are going to win that game. I think if the Eagles win that game, I don't think it hurts the, the 49ers that much at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. But if they Unless get blown, it's like a stomping, blow you know what fashion. I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. look at what the 49ers did to the Cowboys on home turf earlier in the year. That really altered our power rankings. Um, but yeah, good point there. We'll get to that shortly. But um, outside of like that the top, Cow- ten, who do the Cowboys five, who do you, this week? The Seahawks Thursday I think night. The Cowboys schedule is kind of, yeah, I, I, I like that with them. But um, who do you think from outside of the top five could find their way in, if any? Could the Chiefs fall out? I think they're one of them that definitely could. Without the, Patrick Mahomes, the I don't one know that if I think could. Team. The one that I think could sneak in is the we had them in there a couple weeks ago. Is the Dolphins? They have the friendliest schedule the rest of the year. I think they're, I mean, they get the Commanders this week, then Tennessee, then the Jets, then their first real game is against the Cowboys, but it's in Miami, in Baltimore. That's a tough game, and then home against the Bills. They have a tough right, so last three games. The last three. But these next three weeks, they're going to be. I mean, they're going to be. What's their record right now? They have what three losses? Two losses. Um, the Dolphins are. Eight and three, they could be eleven and three in three weeks. Yeah, I agree with you. And then finish twelve and five. Yeah, exactly. They could be. I think they could beat either. I hope they win that Bills game because that's the one that me and Jesse are going to. That could be. I think that could be for the division. But I also think the Dolphins are going to be like a game and a half ahead of them. Remember when we picked those Dolphins ahead of the season to win that division? Dude, that was like plus three twenty. That was a crazy division hit. I mean, it didn't hit yet, but you know. Yeah, honestly, I mean, yeah, the Bills too. They're they're still sticking around, but. I like the Dolphins and that schedule that you just highlighted definitely favors them. So maybe they could crack that that top list for a few weeks and then fall back out of it when they play. Yeah, plus right. As soon as they games. if they lose to the Cowboys or the Ravens, they'd fall right back out. Yeah, interesting. I don't know if the Ravens are at the two spot and they say that that be they have they have two they have two games against two teams in our top five remaining. Those will be telling for two in the in the fans. yeah. 
because they lose all the they lose all the games against good teams. Everyone says that. Don't like, sleep sh- on the Bills, though. I'm telling you, yeah. don't sleep on the Bills. Yeah, I agree. But this will be fun to watch. Let's get into this week's slate, though. Alrighty, boys. Good stuff there with the power rankings. Let's go into a little news here about the Steelers. They officially broke the streak of most consecutive games without breaking 400 yards of offense. It happened in their first game without former offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Kenneth Pickett went 24 and 33 for 278 yards, with tight end Pat Fryermuth being the focal point of the offense on Sunday. Najee Harris also added to the total with a 99 yard rushing game and a touchdown. Steelers defeated the Bengals, advanced to 7 and 4 on the season, and 3 and 1 in the division. What are you guys thinking here? I mean, Huff. Um, okay. Um, what are you thinking here coming out of the Steelers? I know you already keyed in on this, but no more Matt Canada. Kenny maybe able to stretch his, you know, stretch his wings a little bit. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think I, I honestly think one of the biggest things for uh, the Steelers to have to do what they did on Sunday was uh, the addition or the the comeback for Pat Fryermuth. He just stepped right back in from that injury. There was rumors of him coming back the past couple of weeks. Uh, he waited until this game in Cincinnati looked. I mean, he looked very healthy from what he obviously was dealing with all year. We haven't seen him since week one or week two. I can't remember, but over almost over 10 weeks, you get your starting tight end, your uh, your you know what I mean? Your go to guy for Kenny Pickett. I know you got a guy like George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, but the Steelers play football. You want a big running back in the backfield. And when Najee's on and we have Fryermuth going, that just reminds me of the old ways of Steeler football where the defense will get it done. Uh, just manage the middle of the field with a running back and a tight end, and I think Fryermuth had the biggest impact in that game. Um, but Ace, go ahead. I'll let, I'll let, I kind of want to hear what you think. Obviously, with I've yeah, been preaching I, all year, get rid of this guy, get rid of this guy. Like it is crazy. They go for four hundred the game right after it. Yeah, we'll have to see how they fare in further matchups. Obviously, nobody has the script on it, but that offense has way too many weapons to be so stale. I mean, you have George Pickens, you have Deontay Johnson, Jalen Warren, just a stud out of nowhere. Najee Harris is still a good running back, I think. Um, and then Pat Fryer with coming back into the mix is massive. We know how much of a connection you have with, with Pickett, so that's a big boost as well. And we kind of pegged him as one of those next tight ends to really pop onto the scene. I thought he would burst out as a star more so than Warren, but with Pickens' development and the way everybody else is playing, I think there can be more success, and they're in the right spot playing good football. So it, it was good to see, though. It was good to see them have a, that offensive side of the ball going. I agree. I'm excited. All righty, boys. Good stuff. It is time here for week 13. Let's go over this slate. Like I said, 13 games this week for week 13. The unlucky 13. Why don't we start off here on Thursday night? Seattle Seahawks heading to Dallas to visit Mackey's Dallas Cowboys. No Mackey here tonight, but the Cowboys are favored at 8.5 points. Their money line minus 450. Total at 47.5. Got some trends to get us going here. Cowboys have won 13 straight at home, 11 and 2 against the spread in those 13, over 9 and 1 in Dallas's last 10 games at home. Seahawks 13 and 1 straight up, 12 and 2 against the spread in their past 14 games in week 13. I don't like that stat. I don't know why I put that in there. Seahawks 4 and 0 and 1 against the spread in their last five Thursday road games. What are we thinking here coming into this Thursday night football matchup? We'll definitely get to more of it in our video, but what are you guys thinking here? Yeah, I it's think a lot that, of I think points. The Cowboys. I, the Cowboys have kicked people's ass in AT and T. I just think it's a lot of points. It's a weird spread. I definitely I lean on the Cowboys too. I don't think it's like a scary big spread. They've because of what they've done to teams like this. They did it to the Rams a couple of weeks ago. And personally, right now, I think the Rams are a better team than the Seahawks and that Rams team that the Cowboys beat. So I'm gonna go the Cowboys. I like the first half minus five and a half a little more. Um, but I I might go ahead and rip that full game spread. 
I like the full game spread a lot more here just because we saw what Mahomes did last week with that big spread and he was able to backdoor cover it like good teams do. Yeah. How many times have the Cowboys popped off in the fourth quarter too? They get Rico Dowdle in the game. He's running for a touchdown. Darren Bland's running back his sixth pick six of the year. That's crazy in the deep point conversation. I know Mackie would want us to shout that out. Um, I had that anytime interception live last week. That was crazy. I had to pull that out. First time I've ever bet that in my life and it hit. Yeah, I've never bet an interception. That's a crazy bet. You yeah, I sent that to you guys. Too. It was in that like list. I, know. Of my <laughs> I was like, is he actually going to bet a guy to get an interception? I mean, like, I feel like a sack is way safer. Dude, I like, looked at his usually... anytime touchdown too. It was nuts. But I was like, no. But like plus 10, th- no, like 4,000, 6,000. Yeah, higher than that. It's like, a, I think above 10,000 because the interception itself is plus like 650. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. So you're basically, parlaying um, the inter- either interception or fumble recovery. Yep. With the touchdown, yeah. With the score, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, no, this Cowboys team, like you said, they've been slaughtering people at home, and I was nervous about the points too because the Seahawks are a good football team, and I don't disagree with you with the Rams being better than them. I think they're about equal, but uh, the Seahawks team is a playoff team in my opinion, so I think they should be able to hold their own Thursday night football. We see the unders there in the close games, but. I'm with you. How do you not take the Cowboys with the points? I'm going to say that. I'm taking the Cowboys with the points here. I like them to score a lot of points. And if this was a one o'clock game, I think it would be over 47 and a half. So I think the Seahawks can put some up too. But um, is, yeah, there, I, is Kenneth Walker back yet? Because like, no, he's, he's back. Doubtful. I absolutely doubt. Yeah, I can't take the Seahawks without him playing. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's really good too. But I think the wide receivers have some success for Seattle this week. A lot of S's right there. But DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, JSN jumping onto the scene last week, get a big catch. I know they lost that game, but uh, I was gonna say Smith and Jigba. Yeah, yeah, uh, he could have a big game today or tomorrow. But well, if to DK see, as I, well, I think we, I think Mackie would be obviously be on his boys as well. Yeah, we're all on the Cowboys spread. How can you not be? They're just so elite at home, so it makes it ever so important for them to try and steal that one seed from the Eagles and get some AT and T games in the playoffs. Lots of good stuff here coming out of the Thursday night football game here: Seahawks and Cowboys in Dallas. Definitely looking forward to this one. I think I like Cowboys spread full game personally, but we'll see what we get coming into Thursday. Let's jump forward to Sunday. Our first one o'clock matchup here, Los Angeles Chargers and Aces, New England Patriots in New England. Chargers are favored here. Six points for them, minus 260 on the money line, over under 40 and a half for this matchup. Let's shoot it to you first here, Ace. Patriots at home here, but uh, giving getting six points. What are you thinking? I think it's crazy it's, that you guys had the Patriots real, on the card real quick, last week. Real quick, are, are both of these coaches coaching for their job, do you think? Uh, Brandon Staley is definitely trying to win. I don't think there's as much movement as Bill Belichick as people think. I think they're fine with him losing these games with this roster, going into next year with a higher pick, kind of resetting with that high salary cap too. I'm not too keen on him leaving. I don't think that's actually – I don't believe in all those rumors, honestly, personally. Um, but I don't you if agree? Gonna... If, if I saw, I think if you guys saw, I I like the Chargers in this game because I think this is a must win for the Chargers. Yeah, but I, I, that's a weird spread. I, I'll probably lean the Chargers with the points just because the Patriots have fucked me every time I've taken them this I year. Should... How'd you take? Why'd you guys take them last week, dude? It was fucking Tommy DeVito and the Giants. I'm like, this should be no problem. But does that just... not show that the oh, Patriots bad, are a dude. better organization than the Giants for losing that game? Yeah, you get you guys know when you need to lose. I, I did you agree. see the kick yeah. he missed last week too? No, I did. I dude, after I, I had first half minus two and a half and minus four, and I was like, I'm done with this team. I'm. Oh, I didn't even watch any of the game. Actually, team, I can dude. honestly say, and then, I didn't watch any of the game, but I saw the clip. 
I saw that clip of Ryland, dude. He missed a, a 30-yard field goal to tie it at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it was brutal. I, I knew I had no chance because Mac Jones threw two picks in the first half. I needed the, I literally, it was 7 nothing Giants because he threw a pick. It was should have been at least, they should have had some points, but uh, that's my rant for the Patriots. I, the but. Patriots do like to keep games close, though. I don't know about six. That's scary for the Chargers because they like close games, too. I think the Patriots definitely lose, so add the Chargers as a money line piece. But the six-point spread, I don't know. The Patriots defense does give up very few points. And if, dude, if the Chargers lose this game, Brandon Staley has to be fired. Oh, oh like he he, may, he can't he can't even fly home with the team. I'm surprised he's still still coaching that team. I Me feel like too. His, his leash is longer than anybody I've ever seen. We've been saying this for a year and a half. I feel like he yeah. needs gone. Yep, Herbert's probably saying the same thing. But this will be a snooze fest. I think I'm going to say a low scoring game. My favorite play here is the under. I like that. Could have some weather. We're getting into December. What's the weather looking like up in New England? There's some flurries on the ground yesterday, so you never know. That's the best part about December football. You have to start looking at like if there's gonna be a fucking foot of snow on the ground in Denver and and New England. Good stuff there, boys. Here, first one o'clock matchup. First one o'clock matchup: the Chargers and the Patriots. Let's keep it going here. Moving over to Pittsburgh. Uh, Arizona Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Five and a half points for Pittsburgh, minus 250, and the over-under at 41 and a half. No trends for me here, but Huff, what are you thinking here? This game in Pittsburgh, a one o'clock matchup. What do you got? Yeah, um, I've been big on these Cardinals since Kyler Murray has come back. I've been taking his anytime touchdown. It's been very profitable. They're like plus 160 every week. I took it last week. This week, an anytime touchdown for Kyler right now on FanDuel is plus 270. Which wow. is crazy. So uh, definitely like number uh, one to get in for the Cardinals, but it's a weird spread. Steelers don't like to win by uh, more than one possession. So when, minus five and a half, they got to win by basically the full touchdown. I I don't love the spread. I will say I'd probably lean the Steelers with the points though, um, just because the Cardinals defense has been so bad. I took the Cardinals last week against the uh, Rams when the it was in Arizona. Give up thirty seven on your home field. I just can't trust you to come across the country and. Uh, put up much of a fight but i'm gonna be on the steelers probably with the points uh could be a little more confident as we get closer to sunday but i think the offense picks up right where they left off against a pretty bad arizona team but i definitely like that kyler murray to to get a rushing touchdown i've been taking that so i think i'm gonna hop back on that this week i like that huff i like that a lot Steelers at home here i don't know you said it pretty much straight off the book they don't i also like kind of like the over do you I think I like the over as well. 40 points. I could see the Steelers win this game. I Five know we, I know we didn't. That should be. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Like 23, 20. And like that's why I don't love the spread. I think it could be right. close. 24, 20, 24, 18, something weird. Yeah, Hoff, I like what you were saying about the, Ari- the Arizona Cardinals. With Kyler Murray's anytime touchdown, saying at plus 270. I was looking at that last week, too. I was looking at last week, too, and I was like, I should have taken this. I told my brother that. I was like, he always gets in. But that's how much respect they're giving the Steelers' defense. I think the Steelers win this game, but it's a lot closer than people think. Kyler Murray's going to give you a scare, but I I like the Steelers here. I'm not touching it, though, because the Steelers can beat anybody, but they can lose to anybody. (laughs) I mean, and they just said I kind of... They when you were winning. gone, I said I kind of like the over. I think it could be like a 23-20, a 24-20 kind of game, but that's why I don't love the Steelers with the points. I think it could be like that kind of score. As a 1 o'clock game, you might actually see points at Heinz Field, um, but that's another thing I don't like to touch because you, you I was you just going to say, yeah. you know, you're in that stadium. You always take the under. 
I'm um, Mr. Steelers under. Believe me, I know. This will be a competitive game, I, though. A play I, that, I do. A play that I'm probably going to take on this one that I need to start taking every week is Boswell over one and a half field goals. He hits it every week. Yeah, because you guys stall out a lot. Exactly. Um, Boswell's a good kicker, too. He's a good kicker. Yeah. Remember and when you got that deal? The- remember he originally got that deal and people were pissed about it because he had a bad year and then they kept him? Didn't cut him yeah. like everybody else at the time and he ended up sticking to it and he's, he's, he's kicking good field goals. But Kyler Murray keeps games close and entertaining but doesn't win. So I think Steelers get the job done, but it's going to be a scary game. It always is with the Steelers, though. So you're, yeah. you're used to it, I guess. Yeah. But that's what the Cardinals have been like all year, too. Long flight, date. It's like a morning game for the Cardinals. I, yeah. think, I, think, I think it's a good good spot for the Steelers. But Their aerial attack, though. It's a t- Let's see what your defense is made of against an, a trio of receivers. I know they're not top-class ones, but they have good weapons out there. Yeah. Good stuff there. Let's keep it moving here. Another 1 o'clock matchup. The Denver Broncos heading to Houston to visit the Houston Texans. Three and a half points here for the Texans, minus 180 on the money line, total at 47 and a half. No trends for me on this matchup here, but what are you guys seeing coming out of this one o'clock matchup? Ace, why don't you get us started? Yeah, I mean, I guess what they're seeing is Kyler Murray, I'm Kyler Murray, CJ Stroud is going to put up too many points for uh, Russell Wilson to keep up with outside of Mile High Stadium. This game goes to Denver. I think they're definitely favorited, but I don't know. I'm going to stay away from this one. I want to say the Texans do win this game. Um, the Broncos have been on fire, and I, I held my tongue last week with the Browns. I'm going to hold my tongue again with the Texans. These are two teams fighting for the playoffs. This is going to be a crazy game, but we really get to see what CJ Stroud's made of. They have the weapons to get it done, so I think it's going to be close throughout. I like I like a decent amount of points here, which is crazy to say with the Broncos' defense, but Huff, let me hear what you're thinking. I know you probably like the value on that Broncos team with the way they're playing. Yeah, I mean, I I I know I'm the Broncos guy, I like Ross, obviously, but I I actually think the Broncos can go in and win this game. Like, I like the plus one sixty on the money line. I think they can win this game outright. I'd probably take the three and a half points, knowing me, but I I, I don't know. I think the I think the Texans hit their peak, and a lot of people had these expectations. Like you said, we're making you know what I mean. They're in the hunt for the playoffs. The NFL loves that. You know, it, teams in the hunt with this many wins. Obviously, the rookie, the rookie story with him and Tank Dell. Obviously, everyone's buying into that. I, I think they're very, definitely really exciting, and I'm rooting for them. I just think Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are able to go in, and now they know they start the season what one and five. They're sitting there. Are they six and five? Six, seven and five, six and five. Six and five. I think they're six. And five. Yeah. So you win this game, like you're truly in the thick of the playoffs at seven and five. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where they stand because especially what is it, with the, the Texans too. No, the Texans are right above them. I think. Yeah, the Texans are also six and five. So this is like one of those games. The Dolphins, or I mean, both these teams really need to win. I don't know why I'm gonna say the Dolphins there, but I'm on the Broncos here. I think there is value there. They've been on a hot streak. I'm gonna stay with them here. Um, I think uh, the like you said, I definitely think there's a lot of points here. I could see that overhead as well. I, I think it's a similar caliber defense that they faced last week with the Jaguars. So I think Stroud's gonna find success yet again. But it's gonna be a close one. I'm gonna put both teams in the twenties, high twenties. I'll take the over here. I don't know if I can take the Texans with the points. I think this will be a close one throughout, though. I kind of like teasing the Broncos up to, like, 10 points a lot. No, I love that. I love that. I could see, like, a 27-24 win either side. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly what the Texans did last week with Jacksonville. I could see a very similar (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Two six-and-five teams going at it here in that matchup. Going to be a good one here on Sunday. 
Let's keep it going here. Lions and Saints in New Orleans here. Lions are the favorite here. Four and a half points. Their money line minus 200 total at 46 and a half. The trends I got here. The under is 17 and four in New Orleans last 21 games. The over is 15 and six in Detroit's last 21 conference games. And the Lions have won and covered all three games uh, that they've played as the underdog here this year. I will say this as probably I know we've all bet on the Saints a lot. Um, even when I don't card them, I take the Saints a lot this year because I was very big on them coming into this year. Sitting at five and six, I've watched too much Saints football. They are so frustrating to watch. I thought the Steelers were frustrating to watch. Have you watched a Saints game recently, dude? Oh, I have because just like you, I take the Saints pretty often. And every They're time they so burn me. so fucking frustrating, dude. They love putting is... up between 10 and 19 points. If you can take an all uh, a crazy prop here between 10 and 19, you'll get the Saints <laughs> right there. Like a weird score. And it's going to be an odd number. It's going to be like 13, 17, 19, like, 18. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's such a grimy game. They might win it. Alvin Kamara is going to catch the ball a lot for no yards. Um, their defense is really not going to touch down when I need But they're them. playing at home here. Why do I feel like the Lions can get upset this week? Because this isn't, I don't think this is like a must win for the Lions. I know they just lost know, last week I at the like game. Coast. Like this is a game they. I was I, on the I, Vikings. I, I'm I'm off them now. I'm so low on the Vikings after that loss. I was so in to you play Mackey as well. I should have known. Should have faded him. But um, <laughs> the the Lions, I think they're due for a loss. I feel like. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're going to end with one of the top records or even close to it. I think the Saints need to win this division. I was looking at the percents to make the playoffs today. They're sitting at just above 50%. I definitely I could like see they could what steal you're it. saying. Yeah. If they steal it, it's going to be under. If they lose, they're going to give up 30 plus. Believe me, yeah. They, I was gonna, just going to say exactly that. If they lose this game, 31 the, 10. The, Detroit is going to murder that four point spread. Yeah. It's 31 10. If they win this game, it's going to be 19 16. I, I was going to say, I don't see I don't see any point taking the Saints plus the points. I, I actually think this is a true spot. You either think the Saints win this game or Detroit covers. And you were, yeah, I agree with you completely. And you were talking about Chris Boswell field goals. What about Bailey Group, dude? That guy hit like five field goals the other day. I mean, these these field goals are... Yeah, last week, that's all they had was field goals, dude. They didn't, they didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, I think there's one touchdown in the game. So I think that might be something to look into as well. But I, I like... Ah. I'm not they also don't get in the red zone. <laughs> they also don't move down the field a lot, dude. No, Their they throw it so to Alvin bad. Kamara. He has one catch for one yard, three catches for two yards. Like, what? How does that even happen? But Derek Carr, we saw his pick six last week. Brutal. Brutal. Dude, he's bad. But he's they bad. brought him in, and they're still in the hunt, so I think they're going to roll with it. You know what's crazy is I actually, like, when he was leaving Vegas, I kind of wanted him to, like, come to the Steelers, but I also think he'd be a different player. I thought he was going to be good. Me too. I thought he was a good quarterback. Like I just thought he didn't have good coaching in Vegas. Like I didn't think he was like great. Yeah, exactly. He just kind of needed. I thought he just needed like a change of scenery. And I thought he could have wasn't that could have been Cousins or Goff, and he can't even be close to that. He's I put him right below those two. Yeah, and he's not even not anymore. And now he's below. He's below a lot of people, in my opinion. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm staying away from this game. I feel like it's a trap game for the Lions. Those of you that are thinking about taking them still alive in your survival leagues, don't take the Lions this week. Um, if they win 31-7, you can blame me, but I, I'm just watching out for you. I think it's a trap game here, and the Saints might be able to win one down in the Bayou. Yeah, like I said, I, either, I, I don't have an official play on this one yet. I am definitely can tell you I'll either go with the Detroit spread or Saints to win this thing outright. 
It's no, and it's not even worth throwing a tease on the Saints. No, because <laughs> if they lose, it's gonna get ugly. Yep, I agree. If anything, I'd tease Detroit to like plus three and a half. Yep, because if they that. lose, it'll be by that. three. I love that. Lots of good stuff out of this game here at 1 o'clock matchup. Let's jump into our next one here. Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Small spread here. The Colts are the favorite, just one and a half points for them. Their money line, minus 110. Titans money line, minus 106. Total at 42 and a half. No trends from me here on this matchup here. But what are you thinking, Ace, coming into this 1 o'clock matchup? Yeah, I feel like... Huff, do you think the Colts make the playoffs this year? I don't know, because that, that Jonathan Taylor news, is. I think it's bigger than people think. Obviously, they didn't have him to start the year. They knew what was coming into the season. They didn't know if they were going to have him. But So I saw a stat today that uh, after week 12, divisional unders or divisional totals that are set at 42.5 or higher hit at like a 62% rate, maybe 61. So I'm going to go with the Titans money line and the under in this game. I'm going to ride that stat. Obviously, I definitely could see that being true with how much uh, AFC North football I've watched. Obviously, I think every AFC North game, most of them goes under. But uh, this being an AFC South, 1 o'clock matchup, two two offenses that struggle to get going. The Colts can still put up points, though. But I think Vrabel's able to to kind of eke this I one out where, yeah. where the Titans are able to kind of maybe act like they're back in the, in the hunt things kind of idea because they just want a big divisional game. Uh, the Colts are obviously thinking they're going to make the playoffs. So if you can beat the Colts here, the, I think the vibes are up in Tennessee. I'm going to go with the Titans and the under in this game. I, I agree with you completely. I think that the Colts are due for losing a game. Uh, the Taylor news, obviously a blow. I think the Darius Leonard news is important as well. Um, I don't think they end up making the playoffs to Gardner Minshew. I think this is going to be a competitive, low-scoring game, in which case I don't think Mike they Rabel should usually to. wins. Huh? I don't think they should want to. Yeah, because they have nothing to play for. You should build around A-Rich. But they're in the hunt. How often are they in the hunt? Go get him a legit lineman. Like I, if they they need to lose like four more games. How good is this AFC South? How good? How good is this AFC South? It's Crazy. way more competitive than we ever thought it was going to be. Yep. These young teams are starting to come together. It's good. But to that's see, also because everyone hypes up the Jags, and it's like they're still the Jags. You know what I mean? Like they're never going to be world beaters. They're good too, though. That defense. I know, but I'm saying like they're never going to run away with this division. Like there's cool a, they're always going to lose divisional games. How cool is this? The Levis, Stroud, Richardson, Lawrence. That's yeah, a great that is a pretty good. That's group. a good division of quarterbacks. Yeah. So something we didn't see coming. The mayonnaise man. I think he gets it done this week. Uh, I think the Titans. Derrick Henry got going last week. You were saying it. I think he's going to have a big day once again. Um, yeah. I see that. We all bar. took him. Yeah. Great hit. Yeah. Twice, I believe he scored. Yeah. But no, this will be a tight, low-scoring game throughout. Give me Vrabel and the boys. Uh, wonderful card. Especially at home. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if any of us have that on the card, though. Alrighty, boys. Good stuff here. Another 1 o'clock game. Falcons and Jets in New York. The Falcons are the favorite here. Just three points for them. Their money line, minus five, 152. Jets money line, at plus 128. And the total at a low, 34 points. No trends for me here in this 1 o'clock game. Uh, just one more after this one. For the four o'clock slate, Huff, what are you thinking here? Falcons and Jets. I lean on the Falcons here, and I never thought I'd say that. I don't like taking the Falcons a lot because they're very unpredictable, but this Jets offense is very bad. I actually think they've gotten worse since pulling Zach Wilson and putting in Tim Boyle. I know they just played a pretty tough Miami team, but I got the Falcons winning this game. Probably take the two and a half, or I see two and a half here. I'm looking on DraftKings, but 
Um, I do see it. Uh, I like the Falcons to cover this game. I think this is a must win for the Falcons. If they want to stay in that race, they're leading that NFC South right now. Uh, I think they get Bijan involved. I think they get their weapons involved that, uh, Dennis Allen, no, it's not Dennis Allen. What's the Falcons coach? I always get him and the Saints coach mixed up. Oh, um, what's his name? Oh, the one who's on the Arthur husky, Smith. Man. Yeah, no, that's, I think he's Arthur the, he's Smith. The, he's, knows. The owner. he's the owner. Isn't he? No, Arthur Blank's the owner. Arthur Smith is the dude with the with the mustache. If you want to look that yeah, up and is, fact check is. me, if that's am, what you're doing. No, okay. no, I'm I'm looking at it just to. Arthur Blank's the old dude with the white hair, and Arthur Smith's the dude yeah. with the mustache, the coach. That's why I hired him, huh? Yeah. But I, I think Arthur Smith knows that uh, he his job is on the hot seat. He has to use his weapons and uh, get Bijan the ball, and like he did last week, <laughs> like he did last week. I look for I look for Bijan to have another big game. Yeah, I think this is going to be a game that screams the under to me. I love a Tim Boyle interception. That could be my parlay. Like, um, it's going to be probably about minus one eighty, I'd say. But a Tim Boyle interception—that's all he's done since he's come into the league. They're not going to put points up. They're keying on Brees Hall. The Falcons are away from home, which scares me with their spread because we know Ritter only likes to win at home. But I agree with you. Must win for Atlanta. Let's see what this young team has. They can pressure the division. The Saints arguably are underdogs in their well, they are underdogs in their matchup. So there's a good chance they could take the division with a, a big win here on the road. But I, I don't know if the I'll Fal- be able to part it, but my favorite plays the under. The Falcons are road favorites and the Saints are home dogs this week. Yeah, that's that's big. We didn't expect that. The division could flop mightily with, with mm-hmm. this week uh, if it goes according to the books. Um, I, I do want to shout out last week during the Jets game, Huff and I put up a perfect 6-0 between the Dude, that was and- That was honestly one of the craziest games. You got that? I, I wasn't watching how late you got Garrett Wilson, but like they had touchdown. no business still throwing the ball. Yeah. Shout out Tim Boyle for finding Garrett Wilson. I think he's going to force feed him again. His overprop should have hit easily. Maybe I'll look at that again. Because they were looking at him on almost every play. Him and the tight end there, both with big days. Boyle at least throwing, but not very well. Short yardage, so something to consider. But I think there's going to be a low-scoring total. A lot of field goals. Um, Tim Boyle's going to throw an interception. I think the Falcons win this one. I'll see how many of us Javon, put this on the card. I bet you it will be there. Javon Holland, 99-yard. That was literally the craziest play of football I've watched in the past five years. Dude, I was going nuts. When Tua threw the pick, you were shot. And then when he I was like, pick, you fucking kidding me. That was honestly the highest, like, you know how they do the, the win percentage yeah. tracker on the ESPN app? I went from like down here to all the way up. You were like it was the 10% spike. over the medium for the win. And then you went all the way down to 0%. And then you went fucking shot all the way up. You won. You won it. <laughs> they went from zero to a hundred real quick. That was yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, Holmes. remind me that for that to be my parlay piece, a Tim Boyle interception. I feel like that could be a fun one. Yeah. Right, let's get into that Dolphins like game, though. These Jesse Dolphins Bates. that blessed us oh so mightily with Tyreek Hill last week. Alrighty, let's move into our final one o'clock matchup here. The Miami Dolphins in the Washington Commanders in Washington. Big spread here. Dolphins favorited minus nine and a half. Their money line minus 460. Commanders money line at plus 360 in the total at 49 and a half. No trends for me out of this final one o'clock game, but Dolphins eight and three versus a four and eight Commanders. Ace, what are you thinking here? Final one o'clock matchup. I think the Dolphins might be able to cover this. I'm scared of a Commanders backdoor cover, but my favorite play is going to be the over here. Sam Howell can put points up and Tua Tagovailoa. We know what they do. They put up points every week. Do I take the Tyreek catch prop again? I mean, that's just like, the well. I got to keep tapping that well till it's dry. 
I think there's going to be offense on both sides. Sam Howell with that great receiving core. Miami Dolphins, we know what they have. Um, Mostert firing all cylinders. He had two touchdowns for us, too. Um, so you can always look at Tyreek Hill and Mostert props. Those always look great. Um, I'm taking the over here, though. Mostert TD, Hill receptions. But I think it's a good showcase of receivers with Dotson, McLaurin, and Samuel on the other side. So I, that's why I like the over. Huff, uh, let me know if you think the Dolphins can get it done like I think. Yeah, I'm literally on the exact same page as you. I, I don't love the spread. I might take it just because of what they did for me last week. Uh, most their touchdown is, I'm seeing like minus 115 most places. So still get a good price on that. We got it at the plus 105 last week. I, I think they're definitely trying to nurse uh, A-Chan, A-Chan back a little <coughs> slower than I anticipated. But um, yeah, I like Mostert. I like the Dolphins. I also like the over. I was going to say that. I do like the over in this game. It's the highest over of the week, and I think it hits. Sam Howell can put up points. That's why. He, he throws the ball. Look at what he throws for yards. He's got a big arm. He's topped in the league in passing. Puts up 300 no matter what, even against that Cowboys great defense. Dolphins defense is solid, playing well, but they're no world beaters. Um, I think they'll get theirs. Sam House scumbag missing my prop for Thanksgiving the other day by a half a yard. I also could see the Dolphins have a defensive. I also could see the Dolphins have a defensive touchdown. Yeah, I could see that. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, so like anything. I mean, what they did last week, like that. I feel like they could do that again. Tua could also throw a fucking pick that fucks it over. Yeah, right. <clears throat> they could throw one the other way, but I I think this will be a pretty entertaining game in the one o'clock slate and. Uh, Dolphins will come out on top just by how much is the question. I agree. All righty, boys, that's going to do it here for every one o'clock matchup here. Time to jump in to the four o'clock slate, starting with the Carolina Panthers heading to Tampa Bay to visit the Buccaneers. The Bucs are the favorite here, just five and a half points. Their money line minus 250 in the total at a low 36 and a half. No trends for me here in this first four o'clock matchup. Who do we like coming out of this one? Huff? I kind of like the Panthers with the points here to keep it close. Divisional matchup. Um, they're just trying to play spoiler, I feel like, at this point. But they, they obviously don't want to They want to win this game. Uh, and there's another reason I'm going to go with the Panthers here. It's my, my fired coach rule. There's going to be an interim coach in Carolina. Uh, I think that sparks a little fire under the that. boys. I'm going to go with the Panthers plus the five and a half. Dude, that's the reason that I didn't bet on it when I was looking earlier this week or doing my pro football pick them. I was like, oh, Huff's new coach thing scares me. I picked, <laughs> the, I picked the Bucks to win. I do think the Bucks win, but I think the Panthers may cover. Um, I think there's going to be no answer for Mike Evans, though. He's having a renaissance-type year. Rashad White's playing great football, too. I, I like your theory with that, but I think this Panthers team is too weak. This game's way too important to Tampa Bay. I like the Bucks on the money line. That's about it. I think Mike Evans has a good game once again. What was the other game I said I liked to tease earlier? Denver? I might do Denver and Carolina. How many do you get from Carolina if you tease them? It'd probably be like 13 and a half or 12 and a half and like 10 and a half. The way Tampa Bay's been playing, it's not a bad bet. Yeah. Might be a little lower than that, but still. As long as they're both over 10, I'd take that. But yeah, I mean, uh, I like the I that's that's literally why I like the Panthers here. I just have a I have a system and I have to I have to ride my system. It's worked so far this year, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I just think, oh, money line, give me the Bucks. I think it's going to be closer than we want it to be, though. Can't bet on this Bucks team. It won't be on my card again after they burnt me earlier this year. All righty, boys, let's keep it moving here. The next 4 o'clock matchup we have 
San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia cross-country match. Minus two and a half in favor of the 49ers, minus 148 on the money line in the total at 47 and a half. Trends for this one are 49ers are 18 and three straight up in their last 21 conference games. Eagles have won nine straight straight up versus the NFC. Eagles 5-1-1 and against the spread in their last seven. In the past five meetings between these clubs have all went under on the total. That total here sitting at 47.5. Ace, why don't you get us started on this matchup here? Another 4 o'clock one in Philadelphia. Yeah, that 47.5 really got me there. I was like, oof, with your trends and everything too? I'm like, I really like the under now, even though it's two teams with stacked offenses. But easily can say game of the week. The rematch we've been awaiting since Debo was talking shit about the Eagles after last year's conference championship. The Eagles are firing, firing on all cylinders. They're going into the links. So that's a tough matchup. But the Niners are favorites, like Hoff alluded to earlier. Brock Purdy, CMC firing on all cylinders right now. Literally, they look like one of the best teams in football coming out of there by just demolishing teams left and right. I think the 49ers win this game. I do think they even up the series and set up a round three decisive bout in the NFC Championship. I have the Niners to win the NFC. I have them to win the Super Bowl, so I'm going to ride them here this week. I think CMC gets in once again. You might finally get some good good odds on him against a good Eagles team. But this is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a 24-20 Niners win as Jalen Hurts will not be able to pull off the comeback drive because it's not as easy like it was against the Bills. And I think two tough games the last two weeks by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense. Another tough matchup with the best defense in football. I'm on the Niners. I think I'm guessing you like the value with the Eagles, but let me know what you think about this game of the week, potential game of the year. Yeah, so the I've been good at calling the Eagles games the past couple weeks in these tough matchups. I took them in Kansas City on the money line. Uh last week I liked them. I did not take them. I just had the swift props. I didn't do I didn't take anything on that uh the side there. And I mean what a fucking game that was. That was a crazy game. We didn't really mention that, that Buffalo uh Philly game. That was an unreal game of the week last week. I think this one's going to live up to it as well. I do think the 49ers win this game, but I don't know if I can bet against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles at home. The, how are we? How are they offering you? Like this is crazy. Like they're. I feel like they're just like sticking the bait out, trying to like get everyone to bet on the Eagles. They're like, here, take the ten and one Eagles at plus one forty. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense at home. This game, like you look at this line with no, not knowing where the game is, you're like, oh yeah, it's in San Fran. Yeah, Two but like it makes no sense. That they, that I, I don't know. I just think it makes no sense, and that tells me to take the Niners here. But I don't know if I can actually do it. I'm going to take the Niners probably on the card. This is going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a good game. Um, I hope the public's all over the Eagles money line, so I'll make me even more confident. But I think it. They're. I think they're going to be like. How do you not like? How do you not get the at plus one four? Like that's a crazy price at a ten and one team. Like if the average Joe Schmo looks at this board, they're like, oh yeah, the Eagles ten and one. They'll win this game. Yep. I mean, it's just the the best defense, best overall team against the the actual number one team in the league. So this is going to be on everybody's TVs. It's going to be Tony Romo on the call too, which is awesome. So I have pretty much fifty percent off. I'm looking to seventy five on the Niners spread and seventy five on the money line, but obviously it's so early in the week you can't really go off that. Yeah, the the number there's no data. Yeah, it's all skewed because it's just people have betted early. Like the people that are betting it right now are betting the 49ers at minus two and a half because they don't want it to go to minus three. And the people that, that are going to bet on the Eagles are waiting to see if it goes to plus three. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
What's going on, everybody? Jesse from Hit the Books here. I want to tell you a little bit about Zencaster. We choose Zencaster because it's the best solution for us. <clears throat> What's going on, everybody? Jesse from Hit the Books here. I want to tell you a little bit about Zencaster. We use Zencaster because it's the best solution for us to record our episodes each week with four of us in different locations. Coordination is hard, and Zencaster makes that easy. Like I said, it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Just log in with your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups. Ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster's an all-in-one platform. If you've thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform. You can create a podcast all in one place. And distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other major destinations. If you're interested, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code hit the books, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same experience, easy experience we do with all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Make sure to use our link in the description below or our offer code hit the books at Zencaster.com slash pricing for 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. All righty, let's keep going here. Another four o'clock matchup. Cleveland Browns heading to Los Angeles to visit the Rams. The Rams, the favorite here for them. Three and a half points. Their money line minus 178. Browns money line at plus 148. And the total at 39 and a half. No trends for me out of this four o'clock matchup. Huff, why don't you get us going here on our final four o'clock matchup? Yeah, I, I like this Rams team. I think that they defend home turf here. The Cardinals just had, or the uh, Browns just had a tough matchup. Uh, who they play last week in Denver, and that's who it was on a road matchup. I think this is another tough road matchup in SoFi with this Rams team that's kind of catching a little fire the past couple of weeks. Matt Stafford's been playing really good football. Obviously, we know the receivers they have. Cooper Cup hasn't really been himself as of late. Uh, I'd like to see them get him a little bit more involved, obviously, knowing the the type of athlete that he is just a couple years off a of triple crown. I think uh, they need to get number 10 back involved. They kind of let their shiny new toy Nakua kind of take over. And I think they need to give it back to the old the old vet for a couple more games, but and see what he can do. But uh, I like the Rams in this spot. What was the spread that you said? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yep. I like the Rams. Yeah, I like the Rams. You buy that half point for three. It's going to be a tough yeah. game, though. That defense, Mackey wasn't wrong when he was telling us all year, beware of the Browns defense, but they were beaten last week a mile high. I think it'll be a little bit easier of a day. I, I like a low-scoring game here. The one thing you were saying, I'd like to see Cop more involved as well. However, he's been on the table a lot. Last week, he was on the sidelines for a lot of the game. I know he kept going in and out and in and out. He missed the game before, so missed earlier in the season. As long as he's healthy, he'll get the ball, but he's got to be healthy, which I think he's not. Um I think Kyron Williams probably finds the end zone again. He's Whenever stud, he's in dude. the game, Kyron Williams scores touchdowns. He's a stud. He's a good running back. Sean McVay's offense. Well. We've always seen Kyron, uh, any running back in uh, his McVay's offense excel too. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in again. He'd probably get good odds on it. I expect a low scoring game though with the way the Browns defense plays, but I don't think DTR can get a win. I think they're going to fall a bit further in the uh, AFC race. I saw... I saw this is like a this is like a homecoming game for Dorian Thompson Robinson because he played at UCLA, so he has a bunch of friends and family coming to this game too. He'll have more fans than the Rams. Yeah, but I think it's a low scoring. Know. No, no, no fireworks. I think Donald has a good enough day on the defensive side of the ball to help them get the win. I'm yeah. gonna go with the Rams minus three, but I don't know if I will card it. I might card to Kyron Williams anytime touchdown though. Yeah, I I like that. 
big win for those Rams last week. They're in that playoff race now, though. They need this one. Yeah, this exactly. This is a huge game. They need to win this, especially at home. Off pegging them as the number two team in the NFC West. We'll see. All depends on this week. I think they might be able Seahawks to slipping. Is Seahawks slipping. That, that could come true. Yeah, we could see. You were high on these Rams, and I bought in ever since Nakua emergence. And now uh, with everybody allegedly healthy, this will be a big one. But tall yeah, task. But if you can't beat Dorian Thompson Robinson, I know the Browns defense is good, then you don't deserve to go to the playoffs, I don't think. Yeah. I say that as my Steelers lost to him two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it's division that's different. No, I know I know exactly what you mean. Alrighty, boys, that's everything in the four o'clock slate. Time for some Sunday night football, eight PM primetime matchup. Chiefs and Packers this week in Green Bay. Chiefs are the favorite here. Six points for them. Minus 260 on the money line. Total at 42 and a half. Got some trends here. Chiefs 17 and 1 straight up in their last 18 games played in December. Packers 15 and 0 straight up in their last 15 games played in December. Chiefs 31 and 8 straight up in their last 39 games on the road. Chiefs 9 and 2 against the spread in their last 11 non-conference games. 20 and 3 straight up in their past 23 versus the NFC. That spread is six points even here on FanDuel. Curious to hear what you guys are thinking coming out of this one. Who wants to start? Go ahead, Ace. Oh, Huff, you got this one to start. I was, I was looking at something. Yeah, I, I, primetime football in Lambeau Field. I, I want to take the Packers here with the points. I don't know if I'm going to do it. The Chiefs look like they got back to themselves last week. Obviously, the defense let up a 14-0 deficit. Uh, then Mahomes was able to come back from that and end up covering a big spread, the two-possession spread in Vegas. So that was a big matchup, but... I think in the prime time, it's going to be chilly up there in, in uh, Green Bay on the, obviously, descent. like I said, we get into December with some of the weather factors. I think Jordan Love is starting to be a pretty good quarterback, step into his own off a big win, a uh, little mini bye week playing on Thanksgiving, getting the extra couple days rest, home game in the prime time. I, I want to take the Packers here. This might have to be a teaser leg uh, to be my third team, but hate betting against the Chiefs, but they've looked kind of sketchy getting back to themselves last week. But uh, Ace, go ahead. I'll, I'll hand things off to you. I definitely think Kelsey gets in in the prime time. Like He hasn't looked like himself for the past couple of weeks, but I definitely could see 87 find pay dirt again. Yeah, I mean, he gets those targets, so so it's never a bad target to throw for yourself. Um, I do like the Chiefs minus six here. I think that's they should be favored by a lot more. They finally, I think they're going to be riding. I think it should be more, too. They're going to be riding high off of the... Um, win last week they covered for me in dramatic fashion i had the team total over 27 and a half shout out isaiah pacheco really turning up but mahomes he's firing on all cylinders right now i think in the prime time we know what he does in the prime time i just always think back to that game when he toasted brady's bucks in the prime time in the regular season he had like 300 yards in the first quarter or something like that i think he's prime for a big game once again fire up the mahomes props fire up the kelsey props um pacheco's just a great player his his run game's been insane and that Kansas City Chiefs defense has been playing very, very well the last two weeks. That Jordan Love offense is going to have a hard time playing. I don't know if Jones is going to be active. I know Watson's starting to turn up a bit. But give me the the, the Chiefs here, minus six. I don't think there's any chance the, the Packers cover this one. I think it's going to be a vintage Mahomes blowout in the primetime. I know they don't like the blowout spreads, but I got to love the spot for him. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. Isaiah Pacheco, too. That guy, he's been a beast lately. You can look at his anytime touchdown and still get some decent odds on it. Good stuff there out of Sunday Night Football. Going to be a good matchup here, so make sure to tune into our live stream as we will review that game on Sunday morning along with some four other 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games. 
get you ready for your Sunday. Let's move it over to Monday here. Monday night football, Bengals and Jags in Jacksonville. Bengals heading out of that cold weather to to head to warm Jacksonville. Jags are the favorite here, eight and a half points. That seems like so much. Minus 400 on the money line and 38 and a half is the total. Pretty low there. Got some trends here. Past 11 Monday night football games this season, all played under the total. Jags are 12 and three against the spread in their last 15 conference games and Bengals one and 12 straight up in their last 13 Monday night football road games. Some, some very interesting trends there. Uh, it's no Joe Burrow for the Bengals. Correct. Uh, what else? What else am I missing? Hit it, Ace. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you got Jake Browning starting for the Cincinnati Bengals. Hence the reason that's eight and a half points. This is my survival pick of the week. I think it's a lock for the Jaguars to get this win on home field. I think the Bengals are going to slip into the others of nothing for this season. So. I like the Jaguars here. I don't think they will be able to cover the half, though. I'm I'm not sold on anything with the Cincinnati Bengals right now. But in Monday Night Football, with the low-scoring nature of the game's competitive nature, I think they can hold it to a, a touchdown spread. Um, but Lawrence has been playing great football lately. Big divisional win last week, and they rolled the week before. Ridley, ETN, hopefully he's uh, back in the mix. Let me check my scouting report right here. I think he returned to the game anyways last week. Yeah, yeah I think he did come back. He's good to go. He, he kind of smoked me on the card, but I think he has a good chance of scoring once again. Mixon will get toted a lot of rocks. Um, I like the Jags to win this one, but I don't know. You definitely got to check back Monday. We'll have our live stream up for it. Um, my card will be out then with the actual props when I have time to dive deeper into this. But I think the Jaguars win. It's going to be pretty uneventful. I don't know if you're going to keep this one on your TV throughout. I agree. I like the under. Monday Night Football under. You're going to ride the trend. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hopped on it last week, and that was the first leg of the Hawkinson. I was just hoping to hit that. Obviously, whenever it got to halftime, 3-3, three, three, I was like, okay, I think 43 and a half hit. I'm just hoping I can get a touchdown at some point. I started sweating the first touchdown. Like this is the, I literally was like, I'm either going to go 1-2 and two or 3-0. and oh. There's no way I just get it any time. You know what I mean? Like, and not the yeah, first. Like, if he touchdown. scored, it was the first touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that the was- dude that had a bet? Did you see the dude that had a bet slip? TJ Hawkinson, first touchdown score. TJ Hawkinson, last touchdown score. Dude, it was like plus 52,000. That's crazy. And it was the one, it was the same touchdown. And how much did he think he was scoring two touchdowns? Yeah, exactly. Like with one touchdown, you killed two birds with one. You got two birds stoned at once. That was pretty nuts. Um, but no, I, I think, how can you not ride that unders trend, Huff? I got to ride the trends like that. You. Big it's honest. so low. I hate the but this is though. this tells me they they think it's either going to be like a tight Monday night primetime matchup in the Brown or in the Bengals somehow hang around. If Trevor Lawrence has means, turnovers, that's if Trevor Lawrence yeah. has turnovers. I think. I was going to say, or that tells me the Bengals are scoring six points, and I just have to or hope the Jags out. don't score more than thirty-one. Yeah, yeah, I could see a shutout potential too. There, there's always that chance with the Jaguars' defense, their skill, the backup quarterback. But Browning will be his third start, so maybe he can get a little bit more going. Um, especially in the prime time, but Jeff definitely check back to our socials for our official plays on this one. I think it's a Jags money line lock though. Alrighty boys. That's about everything we got here in the NFL for this week, week 13, 13 games on the slate. Lots to look forward to. Don't forget about our live stream on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern YouTube and rumble. We go over our top five games of the, of that Sunday, get you ready for to bet on Sunday. Let's move forward here to the NHL, starting off with our power rankings. 
I got them here. Coming in at number five, the Los Angeles Kings. Number four, the Vegas Golden Knights. Three, the Colorado Avalanche. Two, Aces Boston Bruins. And one, Mackey's New York Rangers. He's attending the game tonight. Pretty good stuff here in the NHL as we're progressing through the season. What do you guys think is uh, coming up? How what do you think of the power rankings? Ace, what do you think? Yeah, you see the Bruins and Knights sliding there as, as their playoff late hasn't been too sound. Um, Bruins right burning me with those losses to some bad teams. And then the one o'clock game continues to be their nemesis. Mackey's Rangers shooting up to one with their decisive 7-4 victory over the Bruins. But I think there's more story to be written for those two teams come the end of the season. Bruins got to turn it up if they want to stay in our power rankings. Canucks, dude, we had them on the card again last night with the puck line. They're playing great hockey. The Stars playing great hockey. Um, the Kings as well. Those Western Conference teams really surprising me. And then I think the Hurricanes are right outside of it as well. I was just going to say that's a team that you got. We got to be uh, have our eye on them as a as a bubble team for that fifth spot. I like betting them every night. I had a minus yeah. one and a half last night. Um, I took a, I live bet a money line in Philly, and then they, they were up four one. I just turned the game off. I was like, I hit that. Yeah, they're they're a good team. They have so much firepower. They're stacked throughout. They've been chasing the ring. They're just uh that that eastern conference finals win yeah is elusive, <laughs> East conference final every year not even the series just a win in general is elusive for them um but i think that's one of the top teams they yeah Hawks, though. how long do you think they hang around i was gonna dude i i was just gonna say i don't know i didn't send the the nhl uh you guys did the nhl power rankings this week obviously throwing the kings in there but those canucks are arguably still right there i mean the, i think the kings passed them in terms of win total, and the Kings run like this crazy win streak. The too. the Can- I'm looking at it right now. The Canucks just have four more games played, but mm. only two more points. Yeah, so technically, I, yeah, they, the Kings do have a better win last night. I think they passed them last night with that win. Yeah. So um, other other teams with David starting to come to life a bit in the Oilers, so they, their season might not be shot. Wild playing decent hockey. Um, Detroit Red Wings, though, we think they can make a run now that they have Patrick Kane on their roster. I definitely think that's a really good addition for them. A really young team that's kind of been having a really good spark to start the season. Yeah, you bring him in with a guy that he's played with before who made the brink out a 40-goal scorer. So I think Detroit should be all excited. I mean, I love – I've always been a Red Wings guy. I told you since I was younger with the Fedorov and uh, Zetterberg days. So, like, I'm fully back-bought in on this Red Wings team. I really like the the core that they have of Larkin, Sider. The brain cat, Kane, like they, I mean, Lucas Raymond, like it goes the whole way down the lineup. I like Huso and Ned as well. I think they have a really good core, and I'm excited to see what they do the rest of this year. They have good value on the card, too. They could have a Panthers esque run with the talent they have, in my opinion, even though they have weak, weaker goaltending. I like Huso, but yeah. he's no Bobrovsky. Um, I still think they might slip out of the playoffs. One team that I do want to touch on quick is those Buffalo Sabres. We thought they would be in the spot that the Red Wings are in, and they're not, and that's mainly because. Devin Levy, the big goalie prospect they brought in, he just got demoted down to the AHL, not stepping up. It's going to be Akapeka Lukanen taking over the starting job there. Six Ks, as they like to call him, or UPL, depending on where you're from. Um, I think that that team's kind of bottom-dwelling. Uh, going to look for some other moves as we get towards the deadline. I know that's kind of far away, but that's going to be important to swing which of these teams stay up top. But like I said, going to have to watch those Canes, Huff. I think that's going to be the next team to crack our top five. Yeah, we got to get them their respect at some point. Canucks have peaked in there. Stars have peaked in there. It's the Canes' turn if it's a bubble team next week. All righty, a little bit of news here out of the NHL. The Chicago Blackhawks, Blackhawks have officially terminated the contract of forward Corey Perry following what the team's general manager described as a disturbing incident which sent shockwave, shockwaves through the news of the hockey world on Tuesday. Um, him being a surprise. Uh, geez, I'm not talking. Sus- 
surprise scratch on Wednesday against the uh, the Blue Jackets. <clears throat> and then there were a lot of inconsistencies with the story and things like that, uh, that the different officials from the team were saying, like, where did I He's away from the team and will remain so for the foreseeable future. And then immediately they came out and said they were going to terminate the contract if they if he cleared waivers. Um, there's in, they understand there's speculation out there of what's going on, but they didn't want to get into details. And then later on, they came and said it was a team incident, but didn't involve anybody from the team. So lots of just weird stuff going on. But as we all know, we we there's thoughts about Corey Perry and Connor Bedard's mom doing some things that maybe shouldn't have been done on the mom's trip, but. I don't know if we're ever going to find out about that, if no. it's true, but I think it's a very interesting thought and uh, props to whoever thought about it. Yeah, I don't think you'll ever find out if that story's true. It's obviously, like you said, it's pretty funny, but uh, way to come in the league if you're Connor Bedard. That's definitely not the rumor you want going around about you in the NHL. Your rookie 18-year-old season, kid, like you might as well hang him up if that's true. No, I'm just kidding. Good. I don't Go think play in any... Russia. I, don't, I, th- I think there's no truth to that story, honestly. I if there's anything, but you might have been entangled with some of the the management. That's usually how it goes, kind of like similar to the email Doka situation. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know. We have to see as this uncovered. But uh, I don't know. I like to see Corey Perry on that team. He was still relevant. He's wearing a weird number, so ninety four. Yeah. yeah, that's such a dusty number. Does that wrap the book on Corey Perry? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I could see a cup team sign him. I just think yeah, you've got to be doing something chaser. messed up to get your contract terminated. Yeah, especially the way they're handling it too. Well, it, it's a termination with no pay. Yeah, like and it's such like, in they don't the have media, to buy it like out. nobody wants to pick him up until they see the full details of everything what, going yeah. on. Yeah, like it, something's going on. And it's gonna be interesting when we find out. Alrighty, let's keep on moving here. Over to the NBA, some power rankings in the NBA as well. Coming in at number five, the Denver Nuggets, followed by the Minnesota Timberwolves at number four, Philadelphia 76ers at three. Milwaukee Bucks at two and the Boston Celtics at one. What do we think here coming out of the NBA? Ace, why don't you get us going here? Your Celtics at number one here in the power rankings this week. Yeah, no question. Not even need to talk about the Celtics and the Bucks. We do it all the time. They're two great teams, great rosters. We expect them to be one, two. They're going to compete for the Eastern Conference and probably play in the Eastern Conference finals as well. Um, the Nuggets slipping a little bit. Uh, one team that Mackie and I definitely want to shout out. We said they'll probably be, we said this last week, we said maybe a month, but I think maybe next week we might see the Phoenix Suns there. They were on the cusp. They're my sixth team right now. Um, Dallas Mavericks also playing good basketball. We had them on the card at minus three and a half. That's a good team with Tyree and Luca. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, Hoff, any other teams you 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 want to highlight as of right now? Um, I don't know. Just a couple of teams that I've been watching lately that necessarily aren't too too hot. Obviously, I'm always watching the Lakers. They've been they've been picking it up as of late as they're sliding up their standings. Obviously, they're ten and eight now. So. Uh, they had a pretty bit of a tough start. I definitely don't think they're close to that yet. Uh, the Kings have been playing great basketball. Another Kings team I just I like, like to the watch. Aaron Fox back in the mix. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. They beat the great matchup last night. I don't know if you caught any of it. Golden State Warriors, uh, two-point yeah. game with a with a Kings win. With Fox in the mix, I don't know. They're tough to beat. The Warriors were killing them the whole game, and then I turned it off, and the Kings came back and won. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a crazy matchup. They were at home, too. Definitely contributed to it. I believe they were, yeah. they were in Sacramento, right? Yeah, yeah. So th- that'll be a team to watch. Any any other uh, dark horses as of right now? In, in I like the opinion? Pacers. Yeah, you've been high on them a lot. I, I like the value with Halliburton. Yeah, I definitely think that. I mean, he's like a one man team sometimes there, so it is kind of tough. But they do have other guys that I like. But 
Obviously, the Sixers are studs. Timberwolves are off to a start. I don't think really anyone expected. Um, are, are we ever going to respect this Orlando Magic team if they no. keep this up? They're I still don't sitting think so. there. Do you? I don't know, dude. Bancaro, they have a nice little squad down there. They just play team basketball. It's not flashy. I like the it's Thunder. Like... We're going to respect the Thunder before we respect them, in my opinion. I like the Thunder. All right. I don't know, right. but I what's his that. name? Josh Goody has no respect, so. Yeah. They, I mean, thir- the, Ma- the Magic are 12-5, and five, and yeah, the Thunder 11-6. So I guess, yeah, that is a pretty fair comparison. I, I like, I'm just, I've been high on this Thunder team for two years now. Um, I think this is the year they get to the playoffs and maybe win around. Yeah, they're good. I like that. I like chat. When's John Morant come back? What was it? 25 games? Yeah, something like that. Soon? You know? Two weeks, maybe? If it was 25 games, they've played 16. Two weeks? Yeah, so probably maybe three. Yeah, you think they'll be able to get back to their ways with him in the mix? I, dude, they're 3-13. and 13. They didn't do a really good job of limiting the damage at all. No. <laughs> Not even <laughs> bringing Marcus Smart. I'm so happy we moved them. The, the Celtics look like world beaters. Moving Marcus Smart and Robert Williams is out for the year. Bringing in yeah, Porzingis and Holiday. He comes yeah. back when they play the Pelicans. By the way, and so far okay. Pelicans decent team too. They've been playing decent basketball. Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram bought back in. They did the same thing the Lakers did though. They started out in the hole and now they're fighting back. Yep. So it's like who's gonna get there? Who do you have more faith in, the Lakers or the Pelicans? I'm gonna go with LeBron uh, and AD. Yeah, give me the Lakers there. But yeah, good stuff in the basketball. Uh, I think we got that tournament Jesse's about to talk about a bit. That's kind of cool. That's wrapping up, I think, early next week. This week, I think yeah, it's like two weeks or no, next week's weekend? the first. Next week's the first round, and I think next weekend is the championship. Gotcha. Alrighty, yeah, let's get into that. The 2023 in-season tournament knockout round is officially set. Pacers, Bucks, and Celtics all won their respective divisions, with the New York Knicks clinching a berth in the in-season tournament playoffs. In the West, we saw the Lakers, Pelicans, and Kings all clinch their division for the tournament, with Phoenix securing the final spot for the tournament. Knockout rounds for the 2023 in-season tournament start Monday, December 4th, with the Celtics versus, pa- Celtics versus Pacers and the Pelicans versus the Kings. Tuesday, we have Knicks versus Bucks and Suns versus Lakers. Who do you, have winning- who do you guys have winning this in-season tournament, and uh, who do you think has been a success? Do you think this has been a success thus far in the NBA and all that jazz because you know the players just don't seem all about it. I, I've liked it so far, and I think that we're going to get a matchup that not many people expected for this. I mean, you're, you're going to get the Celtics versus the Bucs in the, in the Eastern brackets, which is what everyone wants to see. It's like a mini kind of a mini matchup for the Eastern Conference Finals that most people are predicting. In the West, I like the Lakers to come out of this. This is the perfect kind of situation for LeBron to get some motivation to pick up some wins. Um, I, I like the Lakers to come out of this Western bracket. Uh, they get the Suns in the first round, and then they'll get the winner, the Pelicans Kings. Um, I like them in either spot against those teams, especially King. in a neutral venue. Give me LeBron. I wish we got the Suns and the Lakers in the second round, but that Kings team, like we were just highlighting, they could win the whole thing now being mm-hmm. healthy. Um, I hope the Celtics can, but yeah, I, I saw some other stuff. I saw the Dean quote about this thing, talking about how they're playing for extra money. That's why they're grinding and they want to win these games because it's for the yeah. guys on the bench that don't make as much for the staff, for the coaching staff, and other guys who get these bonuses if they can win. So I do like what it brought. I like the new courts. I know some people hate them. I think it's... Cool. I like them. Yeah, I'm all for it. the colored courts. I, I like it. Yeah, I think it's sick, and especially just for a short period of time. Um, some of them are better than others. I will say that. Different, and it'll have some intensity to regular season games that we probably wouldn't even watch. So I think this will be this will be fun to watch come down the stretch. Half your Pacers sitting right in there. That's crazy, huh? But uh, yeah, give us Celtics box and give us Suns or Lakers and uh, Kings, and then 
we'll get four good teams duking it out. I could actually see Halliburton go for 30 in that game, but the Pacers still lose by 20. Yeah. Yep, I could see that too. But, yeah, I, I, I said those are the teams. Give me Lakers-Celtics. We wanted the finals last year to be Lakers-Celtics. Yeah, I think that'd the, be cool. The, that'd be perfect TV for the NBA. The first in-season tournament, Lakers-Celtics. Celtics, yeah. I, I, but if you can do a prop bet to see uh, to win the whole thing, go look at the odds for the Kings. That's my, my dark horse with the good value for the Kings to win this in-season tournament. Let me look at those odds right now because I haven't looked at it at all. I bet you can get some because your your Celtics and the Bucks are definitely the two favorites. Like whoever wins Suns that game have is going to have be the good odds too. Favorite. I'm going to see if there's like a category for that in the future. Celtics got to have the Outright best winner, division winner, NBA in season tournament winner. Celtics plus three hundred, Bucks plus three fifty, Kings plus five hundred, Lakers plus five fifty. So I, the, the teams I just said are going to all win the first round of the four favorites. And then I, I'd go yeah. Lakers Celtics. I like the. I would do that. I might do that. Take, When's it over? Is it like three more weeks? Is it next weekend? No, I kind of want to look at that. I think that. it's when the first the few days of December. Game? I thought it was this weekend. Yeah, it starts on the Monday. So Monday and Tuesday are the first round. Wednesday is not an in season tournament day. Thursday is the semifinals. Saturday is the championship. Saturday, December 9th is the in-season tournament championship. All right, so come next week, we'll have an update for you of who we're going to look forward to in the semis and the finals. Yeah. There's my picks. I, li- I like that. I like Kings Celtics. Celtics-Lakers ch- championship for the tournament. All righty, boys. Lots of good stuff out of the NBA as we get into uh, the in-season tournament or further into the in-season tournament. Let's jump over to some college football here. Conference championship weekend has arrived. We have full slate, a full slate of elite matchups this weekend, starting out on Friday night, where we'll see the Pac-12 championship featuring the rematch between the Oregon Ducks and the Washington Huskies. That game being played at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Going to be a good game there, 8 p.m. on Friday. Do you want me to just run through these games off? Yeah, well, uh, we can kind of talk them one by one. Obviously, this this is the one that I think most people are excited for. This and the SEC championship, obviously, are the two big games of the weekend. Uh, you get this one on Friday night in a really good matchup with the, the Oregon Ducks and Washington Huskies. Obviously, Washington won the original matchup a couple or just a couple weeks ago. It was an absolute shootout. Uh, I think the over hit by like thirty something points in that game. I, I don't know if that's actually true. Don't quote me on that. But it felt like it. The the final score was it just kept going back and forth. Uh, Washington came out on top as it was at home. Oregon's a nine and a half point favorite in this game, and I like Oregon with the points. I think Bo Nix has a huge game in this game on Friday night. I'm going to be taking the Ducks with the points. Uh, I do really like that a lot. But um, you were talking about the Washington game there, right? Yeah, Washington and Oregon, Friday night's Pac-12 championship. Yeah, and you guys are saying on the neutral field, I remember you and Mackie saying you think Oregon blows them out. Um, is there any value in the Michael Penix Jr. side of the ball? Because I think a lot of people like myself who aren't too intertwined with it, like watching that team, he has a good connection with that top-end receiver too. Um, yeah, I forget his name. That receiver's a stud. He's going to be definitely a top pick in the draft, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I definitely think Oregon's making their run for it. Obviously, Washington's already in that four spot. Uh, I think I just think for the way this is lined up for Washington, they were looking like they were a shoe in for the national football or for the national football, the college football playoff. And now I think I just think uh, this spread is too big. It tells me they they just think Oregon's going to steamroll them. The Oregon's defenses look great this year. 
Um, I know they've let up a lot of points, but when you have the quarterback and you can trust your uh, offense to go and get you points, obviously we know you can play a lot more aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. So um, I, I, th- I just, I like the ducks here. I've been high on Washington all year and I just like Oregon here at this line, just telling me to take Oregon and hope it's a blowout. Is this a good time since you think they're going to win this game? Would you have any ch- thoughts of putting in a futures ticket now for Oregon to win the national championship? Cause if they win yeah. this game, they can get in there and Bo Nix, do we think he can get the job done? There's probably some good value there now. Yeah, I would. I, I definitely would look at that. I, I cause I, I think if they win this game, I, I also will get into a, a, one of the later games, but I think one of the top four teams is going to lose other than Washington. So, um, and then I think that we'll have a big shakeup in the college football world this weekend. I'm going to see what the odds are right now on the college football, uh, on the national title game. Oregon is the third team right now, and they're not even in at plus 500. Wow. Wow, that's kind of crazy. So, so, so that yeah, means this game's a lot for the Ducks. If huh? anything, yeah, if anything, you'd get some value taking Washington to win it. But I, I think Washington can win this game and still not be a shoe-in for the national title game. I think if Oregon wins this game, they can get that three spot or two, obviously the four spot. They could beat a good team. It just all depends who wins. Yeah, they can beat a really good team. I think they could possibly give Michigan a run for their money if they get matched up with Michigan in the first round. I agree from what the sample size I've seen, that Bo Nix-led <clears throat> team. They've looked good. What are some of the other good games this week? Another one here. We got two, a couple, or all bunch on Saturday, excuse me. You can noon. rip through all these ones. Cool. Noon, 4 p.m., 2 at 8 p.m., uh, at noon, we have Oklahoma State versus Texas at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. 4 p.m., Georgia versus Alabama, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. 8 p.m., Michigan versus Iowa at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. 8 p.m., Florida State versus Louisville at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Lots of good matchups here on Saturday. What do we see coming out of college football world on Saturday? Yeah, the, oh, let, the let Texas, me, let me just the, the Big 12 championship with Texas. Yeah, let me just ask this before you get into your thing. So just looking at it, I would probably think I can probably take Florida State inside of a parlay. Like if I can parlay a couple of these, I like Florida State probably win that game. Um, Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Another one, I think that the what was the game you said before? No, Texas and Oklahoma State. If you could parlay Texas and Florida State, I feel like those are two safe teams to win this week. I, I don't think Florida State's that safe. I'm not big on this quarterback. They do have a stud receiver, Coleman, that obviously he's going to get his. I kind of like Louisville in an upset this week. Uh, it's a tight spread to the ACC championship. I think the committee the committee really wants to get Florida State out of the net, or out of the college football playoff. I think if Louisville wins this game, that immediately takes Florida State out. If Oregon wins, that immediately takes Washington out. And then at that point, what they really want to happen is, bam, it'll beat Georgia. So then Michigan would be one, Georgia Georgia, be Georgia would be two, Bama three, Oregon four. That's exactly how it would go. That's what the, I think their dream scenario is. And then Texas gets fucked as they beat Tex or as they beat Bama in Bama. But the it all comes down to the later matchups. If Alabama beats Georgia this weekend and Texas beats Oklahoma State, Bama's in. You know what I mean? But it, it truly all comes down to Florida State. Florida State can play major spoiler and get in with a backup quarterback where no one wants to see that and just get absolutely worked in the first round. Like It could be like a TCU national title game last year. Mm. Brutal. I And that's sad because they've had a really good year. And I think Jordan, I thought Jordan Travis was going to really like carry them, I mean, to this spot, which he did, but that injury just killed them. I bet you all have the Georgia-Alabama game on. I think uh, everybody yeah, that's like for myself, sure. that's going to be a crazy game. That's the game of the week for sure. I saw J- the clip of was it Jalen Milrow? Was he uh, was he talking the other day? Give me my Heisman or something. 
dude, I had Alabama money line in that game, and I'm sitting there with my cousin. We had it was the last leg of our parlay was Mich- or was Alabama money line and Washington money line. They were on at the same time, and Washington was like fucking around trying to lose that game against Washington State too. Dude, Bama goes down on the goal line. I'm like, oh my god, Bama's gonna win this game. Then they take like three fucking penalties and a bad snap or whatever. Next thing I know, it's fourth and thirty two, fourth and goal from the thirty two. And that play, they fucking scored a touchdown on was fourth and goal from the thirty two. I was like, I I didn't even know what to say when that was a touchdown. I was freaking out. I was like, holy shit! That's when he was running around. Give me my fucking Heisman. Give me the fucking Heisman. I'm like, dude. Talk your shit. That was the craziest Iron Bowl I've seen in a while since the kick six. Yeah, that's crazy. Those two teams always give us a good matchup, and I think Georgia and Alabama t- will once fun again. Fun fact. Fun fact. That was the ten year anniversary of the kick six when Auburn won on the on the kick crazy, return, yeah. field goal return for a touchdown. So they and the just had a, Yeah. No, this will be a good week of college football. I definitely will have some of those on my TV. Good stuff, boys, here. Week 13 of the NFL, college football, uh, Pac-12, and SEC championships. Lots of look forward to this weekend, jam-packed weekend of sports. But that's all I got here this week here, episode 14 of season three of Hit the Books. Make sure to tune in for our live stream, 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday, YouTube and Rumble. Make sure to be in the, you know, in the chat, sending us your plays, your mortal locks, everything we want to see it. Make sure to send us your plays, be featured on Instagram. That's all I got this week, boys. Anything else to add? Yeah, not much else coming from me. Obviously, me we had a pretty good week in the NFL last week, so looking to build on that in week 13. Um, yeah, not much else. Make sure you're staying tuned to the social media. All the plays go out, obviously, so far before the NFL. Obviously, we have NHL, NBA, college basketball rolling. Uh, begin to, like I said, huge slate in the college football world. Massive sports weekend this weekend. Can't wait for it. Uh, stay tuned. Follow like share subscribe i say it every week we'll see you guys sunday for the live stream